why we do what we do. And so we're in, we're in a different stage. So keep, please keep me in prayer as, as God is, is breathing a thought and marinating some new things in me. There's some great outpourings like we alluded to. Osbury University, Kentucky. Now, now what, what is, why is this important? Listen, church, why is this important? Because we are living in the days of Elijah. Now, now listen, we're living in and stepping into a new stage. We're beginning to climb the Mount of Carmel now, where mainstream America is going to run into the power of God. Texas A&M has just released that they are now having revivals too. Texas A&M, LSU University, All Roberts University. Now listen, why is this important? Don't get excited because that just means the bigger we get, the more disciples we have to be. The greater your talent, the more instructions you need. Gifted people are the hardest people to train. Why? Because they think they know it all. See, I don't care how beautiful that horse is until you put a bit in his mouth. He's useless. And discipleship begins to bring in and harness the teachings of the gospel again. So I know they're all getting saved, but we're called to make disciples. I'm looking at the time we're living in, the sons of Issachar. I believe how many would like to become a son of Issachar? Knowing what to do. Being able to read the signs of the times and knowing what to do. Tell your neighbor, I want to know what to do. I don't want to just point to, a, to oh, that's wrong. No. What do we do about that? What is our next move as a church? What's our next move as a family? What's our next move? I want to become a son of Issachar. I want to know. I just don't want to point. Everybody points at something, don't know what to do about it. Amen. You find that in 1 Chronicles, the sons of Issachar. David appointed them because they knew how to read the times and they knew what to do about it. Amen. 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 It's not time to freak out. It's not time to worry. It's not time to do any of those things. It's time to know what the Spirit of God is saying and then ask Him, what shall I do with this? What shall I do with this? Amen. Hallelujah. You ready? I want to open up because we're talking about revival and I believe and I believe that your 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 worship up. Listen, listen, there are people that can't sing. I'm a shower preach singer. <laughs> we were listening to the we were listening to the uh, the online revivals in Osborne, my wife and I, and, and it's just worship, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. People calling out to God. I get that. I started to call out to God. My wife just looked at me. She says, "Stop! <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me." I couldn't get I couldn't get lost in it because she kept finding me. And in the midst of all of this that's going on, because it's starting to hit mainstream, CNN, Fox News, CBS, NBC, they're now starting to climb the mountain for a confrontation between that which is truth and that which is a lie. The cameras are now on the march up the up the mountain with Elijah. We're not there yet. They're just pointing the ca- they're just pointing the cameras at us now. But they're marching, but they're watching us march up with Elijah or like Elijah up the mountain to confront the evils of this culture, to confront 
Those that say that the United States was not based on Judeo-Christian values. Those that will come against the family, the marriage, that they come against all these with their ideologies. We're climbing up that mountain. And I know a lot of people have said, oh, oh, don't, oh, don't say nothing about that. I, I don't want to hear about that. Well, then get off the mountain. Because it's no longer time to be neutral about what has never been neutral. In this time that we're living in, and what to do about this, I'm going to get there. I'm just laying out the, my sermon, summarizing a thought. Then we'll get into the text. The text from Texas. The idea that I don't want to say anything, I don't want to confront anything, is over. It's over. It's done. It's done. See, see the word prophet, prophetes, pro means to get in front of, thetes means to flow like a river. In other words, if you're prophetic, then why are you so silent? Pro means to get in front of. In other words, in order to have a word from God, as a prophet, you have to get in front of God first. So as we begin to delve into where we're at and what we're doing here, I want us to break a curse that's on the church today. And it's in your, it's in, it's in your mind, it's in, it's in your thought life, it's in the culture, it's everywhere. And that is the spirit of cooperation. We have cooperated with the world that we no longer know what to do, what's right. We know what's wrong. You open up a restroom, all genders, what are you talking about? Every basic thing, and we just cooperate with it. It's like, stop it, stop it now, because we're climbing up the mountain. Right. The media's already got a hold of it now. That means it's blasting everywhere. Yes. People are getting wet with the gospel now, yeah. with the truths. You have to seize the moment. You have to seize the moment because it's in their minds now. God is, God is genius. If you have your Bibles, because we're talking about revival, I'm just going to give you a few thoughts. Acts 2, 40 through 42. Uh, let's stand for the reading of the word of God. And it says this there. Therefore, let the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, everybody say this Jesus. Yes. Because that's specific. That's a definite article. That he's not talking about Jesus from Mexico. <laughs> and he's not talking about the next Jesus in town. Oh, he's not talking about some other person with another ministry like Jesus. He's talking about, no, 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 the one that you crucified, you put on the cross, and now there's an empty tomb. That Jesus. We're not talking about anybody else but him. Don't get it twisted, okay? Because there's a, there's a Jesus in the church that doesn't exist in the Bible. He loves everybody. Don't worry if you don't like the way they, 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 they preach holiness in this church. Go to another church. They'll let you do whatever you want there. Because love is the highest form of emotion. You can love anybody and anything. Everybody say, stop it. Stop it. You can't talk much when you're climbing the mountain, okay? We're climbing the mountain now. We're on that hill. There's going to be a time for you to confront the Jezebels that you see. Watch this. He says, this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? 
Then Peter said to them, repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is to you and to all your children and to all who are far off. Everybody say far off. Yeah. Okay, as many as the Lord God will call. Now watch this. Now watch this. Let's come up to, uh, that was 36 to 30, I'm sorry. Let's go to uh, 42, 40 through 42. And with many exhortations, everybody say many. Many. That, that, that's that Greek word polis, which means so many examples. Peter's message that day, according to some scholars, was over nine hours. You polis. See, the problem is you're too bored thinking. We'll sit in the theater for two hours and watch something, but we won't sit in the church for two hours and listen to something. Why? Because your mind becomes the screen of all theater. And when you think, you get tired, and that's why you go to sleep, because you haven't used your mind for its proper purpose. Create thought. Create pictures. We would much rather see them. That's why, in a certain sense, I don't, I don't want that, because I want you to read. Watch this. He says, uh, and with these many words, he testified and exhorted them. So when Pastor Manuel was preaching and using all kinds of examples, this is where we get it from. Police, holy, many. Many examples. Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received the word of God were baptized. At that day, about 3,000 souls were added, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrines and fellowship in breaking of bread. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for the many examples we will use today. Thank you for the doctrine that we're going to walk in. Father, thank you because we're not tired of being in church because we know we, this is where we need to be. Because where can we go and find the words of eternal life? Father, in Jesus' name, inspire us. Breathe upon us. Move us. Shift us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated real quick. Okay, you all ready? When you look at the end of the sermon, look at all the verses, Acts chapter 2, from 17 on, on down to where we just read. I want every person to listen. Just put your hearing caps on. I, I don't care. After this great move of the Spirit, and I know how many, how many feel in this church that have been here since the beginning or the start, and you have seen the move of the Spirit, and you know it was God. You know something happened here. Something fell here. Something dynamic took place that could take place. No other place to save your soul here. Anybody? Yes. Yes. You see people baptized, healed, delivered. And the reason I point to this here is the final point before church growth was that he says, with many examples, Peter tells them, go away from this perverse, the Greek word is that scolio, scoliosis, twisted, bent, and turned thinking of this culture. He says to get out of this culture, get out of what they're pushing out there, get out of their ideology, get away from their thinking, because if you don't do that, all that speaking in tongues, all that laying on our hands, all that practicing means nothing if you don't get out of the generational thinking. Oh no, 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 you need to clap. Clap is prophetic for agreement. This is not golf. When you start looking at the move of the Spirit in Africa, see, my concern as a, as a preacher, an apostolic voice in the nation, is this. We're going to get them all saved and none doctrine. Many will sing a song, but they won't follow Jesus. How many churches have we built that will stay true to the doctrines of Jesus Christ? 
That's why people quit. Because when the doctrine is unmovable, only people are. Hermano, en mi hermana. We will be here tomorrow in the same place and at the same spot. Amen. 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 So the reason, again, I set this up this way is so that you can begin to understand that if I don't do something about the cultural relevance the, re the culture has in my life, then I am in trouble. I will compromise somewhere. I will bend my knee to anti-Christ thinking, Luciferian thoughts, acceptance of certain things that we never would have accepted before. We begin to be moved away and you come to church and you speak in tongues and you go outside and then you listen to the same old garbage that got you depressed anyway. So we begin to, we begin to set up, look at the setup, that if I don't change my input, I'll never change my output. Okay? Garbage in, garbage out. Amen. I like the novellas, and I like, yeah. Because somebody's always heartbroken, you identify with them, and it keeps breaking your heart over and over and over again. And that, now that's fatal attraction. And so when you begin to look at this great outpouring, because this is the beginning of the church, and the first warning from Peter, the great, the great apostle, you know, the, the ones that some people hold him higher than everybody else. Peter says, you gotta do something about this crooked. Everybody say crooked. Scolio, that's a Greek word. Everybody say scolio, you'll learn a little Greek here. Scolio. Come on, some of you didn't say that. That's why you're not champions, because you don't know how to be coached. The coach just said, say scolio. Scolio. Because you begin to start realizing, I'm crooked in this thought. I'm crooked in that thought. I'm accepted in this thought. Anybody ever, been, anybody ever lose a tooth in the back of your mouth and you didn't, and you haven't gotten it fixed? It's a little bone. Nobody can see it, but you can feel it. Doctrine are the bones of the church. If you don't have doctrine, you'll fall down. Doctrine keeps you from sin and sinning. So when you have a sin problem, you have a doctrinal problem because you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Doctrine. They say they stay in the doctrines of the apostles. We'll get into we'll, we'll move on. Okay? So you got that? Yes. I have to do something about that. But Rihanna, so, she seems so good. And her beats. Yeah, they're beating you all the way to hell. Oh, yeah, but Snoop Doggy did me. And then, yeah, 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 yeah. And when, you find, and when you find yourself in a trap, because the beats sedate the mind so that the words can get to your heart. We like the beat, but then we stay for the compromise. Come on, come on. That's what the music does. We like the beat, but then the compromise comes. When you start really looking at the words, that's why I ended up there. Yeah. Come on, come on. Doctrine. Yeah. Doctrina. Dialokilos in the Greek, which means express teachings skillfully done. We'll get to keep that word, I'm not gonna pronounce it again. And so when you start looking at what Peter said about this outpouring, so when you start looking at all these services, ask yourself this, how many of them will be doctrined and reject the culture? Remember this, because see, you, you young kids are young, everybody, I'm 60 now, so everybody's young. You grew up, you're growing up in believism, okay? Believism, what does that, what does that mean? Repeat this prayer after me. And if you believe it in your heart, 
your sins. We even call it the sinner's prayer, right? And the church rejoices, right? Or oh, some of you haven't made that prayer yet, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> but Jesus says, in his initial, the, 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 the law of first mentions, when he begins to call his disciples, he says, follow me, hodeo, in other words, get on the same road with me, and I will geneo, generate something in you no one else can. I will make you fishers of men. You fish, fish, but if you follow me, I will generate in you the ability to turn men to fish. See, only when you follow Jesus does he generate something no one else could ever generate out of you. Your true intentions, your true purpose is following Jesus. Jesus didn't tell his disciples, hey, repeat this after me. No, he said, follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. See, hey, if none go with me, still I will follow. No turning back. No turning back. So when you begin to start looking at the gospel and changing your life, it's who are you following? Who are you following? See, the Jewish tradition was the student followed the rabbi. Who are, what is your teaching? Show me your behaviors and I'll tell you who you follow. Amen. Pastor Randy, it'll be all right. Is he good? Hey, send, send a text to your sons and let, let them know we're okay. And historically, this book of Acts, Acts chapter, Acts chapter one, Acts chapter two, was the beginning of the church age. Everybody say the church age. And that is the beginning of the last days. That's the beginning of the last days. Because they were saying Jesus can come any day. Thessalonians say that. Corinthians says that. Acts chapter 1 says that. And the Advent, when the, when the disciples were looking up, the angel appeared to them and says, Why do you look up? This same Jesus will come again. Come on. Yeah. This began that wonder that, that he's coming again. It began the last days. See, the church age is the last day age. Now, Paul writes to 1 Corinthians, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, and he uses this term, my brethren, in the last days. He uses the word ladder. Everybody say ladder. Now, there's a Greek word. There's two Greek words. One of them is eschatos, which we get the theology of eschatology, the, the events of the last days. Events, things that are going to happen to identify the last days. But Paul uses a different word. In the latter times, some shall depart. Latter that is hysterios, which means events at the very end of the last days. That you're entering into dangerous territory. See, your inability to listen is a dangerous territory. Your inability to love God is dangerous. To, I, I know, I know. You don't like to hear that. Because you like to choose. See, in order to become a champion, listen, listen, people. In order to become a champion, there's only one way to do it. There's only one way. It's that hard work, never quit, good teaching. Did everybody say orthodoxy? Orthodoxy. Okay. Where's my hallelujah harvest time church? <laughs> orthodoxy. Orthodoxy. Good teaching. Straight teaching. Okay. Ortho, straight. Orthoproxy. Good practice, straight practice. In other words, when I hear the message, I practice the message. Ortho, orthodoxy, orthoproxy, right? And the last one, orthopathos, 
Orthopathos. Good feelings. See, you never feel good going to the gym. You feel better after the gym. Why? You went orthodoxy. I better go. I know I need this. I've been told if I don't do this, I'm going to get sick. I'm not going to be healthy. Orthodoxy. You follow the teaching of your doctor. Orthopraxy. You get your little Heineken in that gym. And you start getting on the treadmill. And you start losing that pounds. And you start doing them things. And all of a sudden, you get home and you have orthopathos. You feel better about yourself because you follow the teachings by practice and you feel much better. I'm gonna take you with me wherever I go. I ain't going anywhere soon, but anyway. And so when Paul begins to write about the last days, Paul is writing to Timothy and he knows he's not gonna see Timothy anymore. So he's writing him about what's important, about what's coming down the pike. He stands on the podium in his jail cell and he says, I'm looking 2,000 miles ahead that in the last days, some will depart from the faith. Now that's a very concerning thing. Some will depart from the faith. That means even Hebrew says that in the last days, many will of the elect will fall away. Come on. Come on. I listen to sermons and I can tell you, I know some are falling away. Listen, here's a good hint. If you're good friends with Hollywood and you're on their stations, there's a good chance you've fallen away. Because they will not let you say things that are doctrinally sound. If you stay in their cage, you're fine. In other words, they want the church to hand out food, but not the bread of life. Come on. They want you to give a COVID shot, but not Jehovah Rapha. I know, I know. I'm just crazy. I just read the Bible. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And it says this, that in the latter times, the end times, these are going to be some things that are going to happen. That some will depart. Everybody say depart. See, it's kind of like your hair. I mean, look, I used to have three parts. I had a part here, I had a part here, and now I have depart. <laughs> but this word depart is, is, is extremely uh, riveting. And this word depart, apistemi, api, ap, a, anytime in the Greek you have a, that means you go, it's a negative. It's a negative. A in the Greek is a negative. Apostasy is for Christ, apostasy is against Christ. Paul means to be with, apo means to be against. Okay? So anytime you read in the Greek, an A, you know it's a negative. Apostemi means that I was standing here, but through time, I ended up here. That I no longer recognize this to be true because I've now been departed from the true. That's why you have the alphabet soup in the church. Why do you have that there? Because some started here and then they ended up over here. Over time, over time, slowly but surely, they began. Next thing you know, you don't even recognize them. They have different views on holiness, righteousness, justification, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They have, they have all these different thoughts that took them way over here. How did they get there? Well, it's been a 50-year march. Why? Why did we compromise? Because being by compromising, that's the only way out of persecution. They get it in Acts chapter 4. Don't preach in his name and we'll let you go. If you don't, we'll beat you. And we're Americans, so we don't like to be touched. We don't like to be, uh, uh. We have, we have to, we have to start growing into the doctrines of the church again. 
and, and start being relevant theologically, not relevant to the culture. I mean, we got so many tennis shoes on the pulpit now, it's the church is a gymnasium. It's a place we play basketball in now. Who has the best game, shoe game? No, who has the best doctrine game? Yeah. Who has the best theological game that honors God and teaches the people orthodoxy, orthopraxy, and orthopathos? That they follow good teaching, follow good practice, and have good feelings after. Get off the depressive mode. If you are on depressant, I know this this is crazy, I know, it's just just Bible, I guess. It's because your orthodoxy is not there, your orthopraxy is not there, and your orthopathos not there. And some of you have orthodoxy. You got good teaching, but you have no practice. Come on, We call them, we call them in, in the sports field. Bullpen All-Americans, wrestling room All-Americans. They beat everybody in the room, but they get on the big stage and they die. Why? Orthoproxy. Anybody ever hear of body language? Your body language speaks of your doctrine. Why are you so down? God died, heaven collapsed. Who do you serve? Call unto me and I'll show you great and mighty things you know not of. You begin to get your orthodoxy right. My, my daughter was going through a cancer belt. She's back there, she's, I see you did your hair, baby. My daughter, she's a monster. I, I, I've raised monsters. I did that intentionally. There's a mindset in my kids that is passed on from generation. They're coaches and they produce they produce champions in life. See, the hardest thing is to pass it on. See, if you're, if you're a gifted singer, worshiper, preacher, but you can't pass it on, you die alone. And when we were going through this thing, I mean, when cancer hits, everybody freaks out, right? She had certain dreams that the Lord visited her at night and told her this will not be, you will make it through this, we're gonna do this, you will see no chemo, you see all these things. But how many know the devil starts attacking after? Come on. And she would call me up, Dad, you, you work in healing the river, why don't you come and pray for me? I said, what did the Lord tell you? I said, what does the word say? See, because we all want deliverance, but we don't want to develop into a deliverer ourselves. You got to go through some things. You got to endure, the Greek word endure, endale means to get under the pressure, not to get out of the pressure. See, if you have no fire, you have no gold. And this six month process we went through, we went through because she was making us go through with her. Because when God speaks to your kids, it's up to you to just support your kids with what God said. And every time we would put her to what God said, and, and, and we, we locked this verse in for you. I'm gonna share this with you. Uh, uh, Isaiah 53, one. It says, who shall believe the report of the Lord? To whom, of the, to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Who has believed our report? That Greek word, that Hebrew word, believe, Amin, A-M-I-N, in the Hebrew means to father and to nurture. So when God says something, you got to nurture that word. You got to watch over that word. You got to take care of that word. You can't be a forgetful hearer and an emotional baby. So hey, the truth don't care about your feelings and your emotions. They don't care about all, all your feelings and, 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 and who looking at you, who does what you look like. No, no, I stand on the word of God. I'm nurturing the truth. I'm standing in the ministry. He called me and I've nurtured the ministry 43 years through highs and lows, ups and downs, mistakes and retakes and, and all that. But I have nurtured that prophetic apostolic voice in my life so that I'm here today. I had people tell me when I was called, you will you you won't make it. You're a false prophet. I, I was 18 years old. Who tells an 18-year-old they're gonna die? The church did. But I nurtured that pain. 
I believed the report of the Lord. I wasn't going to let go of that mountain. Five minutes, I think. I haven't even gotten to my test. I believe the report of the Lord. I believe the word of God. That means I'm going to nurture it. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to father it. I'm going to raise it. I'm going to husband it. I'm going to raise it like a farmer raises crops. Get up in the morning. Make sure it has water. Make sure that the bugs aren't on it. I'm going to do everything I can because I believe. I believe. I know this ministry's been hit a lot of times with many different things, but when you nurture the call of God, you never stop being a father. You never stop being a son. You never My daddy's 92 years old, and when he calls me son, I know that he's my father. What? I believe. I believe in him. Now that he's old and 92 and we're taking care of him, now it's my turn to father him. Now it's my turn to help him walk. And help him talk. And help him read. I gave him, I'll tell you how, how feeble my daddy is. I gave him a, a 750 page theological book on the apostolic and the prophetic. And in two and a half weeks, he finished it all and says, Very good points, Mijo. Very good points. Let's talk about it. I'm a dad. Ever say 92. 92. What are you fathering? So Paul tells us that in the latter times, some will depart. We're gonna start changing our views. The culture's gonna start saying, oh, love is the highest form, so you can love everybody. Oh, that's mean to say that. Oh, don't say, oh, just just, just, just ignore them. Those that know me, know that I can't. I was, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. They, they look at me, not my line, guys. No, no, no. That's your, that's your locura. That's away from truth. I say the truth. We're climbing up that hill of confrontation now. Not rudeness, but truth, but truth. It's an amazing thing when you start realizing the truth of God's word. Since in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed, obeying, seducing spirits, those that draw you, well, that sounds okay, that sounds true, that sounds, how many have watched, watched anybody watch uh, regular TV? You can't see anything on TV without color, Gender, you want to buy medicine and you get genderized. Tell me about the medicine. No, no, no. They go, they're gonna go prancing across the stage. This idea that this see, see, we have been psyched out so bad mentally. Those of you that like artificial intelligence, which means that your intelligence, the, the thinking for you is not coming from you, so you're not developing, it is. The church embraces it all the way around. If we don't have it, we don't have drums, we'll just we'll just play some drums. Well, what do they call it? Soundtracks? The worst thing we did, because it keeps the church from growing. Why? Well then, you know what? We're six weeks away from praying in a drummer or raising up a drummer, but we're gonna grow our, if you can't grow it, you can't eat from it. And more and more, we put artificial things. The Bible says, let everything that have breath, oh wait, uh, is it just, let everything that have breath. If it has no breath, we're gonna shut it down to build something that has breath. It takes time to do that. It takes preservation to do that. It takes investment to do that. But those are biblical terminologies. A soldier, a farmer, it takes those type of times. I didn't get to that. Y'all okay? Yeah. Yeah. Let me land the plane right here. One last verse. If we're not doctrined, second, second Timothy, Paul says that in the last days, the last days, Husterios, this is a sign of the last days. This is a sign of the last of the last days. Listen, you gotta know, some of you are waiting for wars, and those are there, those are there. But there's some other signs that the days we're living in are the last of the last days. I firmly believe, and I've been asked this over and over on podcasts and, and different things that I've been doing, that, that what 
Do you think your generation will see Jesus come? I said, no, I don't think my generation will see Jesus come. I do not believe that. Looking at the signs of the time, the latter day signs, I do believe that my grandchildren and my sons and daughters and my future daughter-in-law and my daughter-in-law, they will see the heavens open up. I believe that. What? Because how I'm preaching, how I'm behaving, how I'm thinking now. I, I, it's like I got to pass it on. I can't shut up. I can't stop because I got to pass it on. I want them to retain God in their knowledge. Romans chapter 1 where it says they refuse to retain God in their knowledge. What is the, what's that word retain? It's the Greek word echo. To in other words, I want my kids to echo my voice. I want them to echo my thoughts. I want, I want them to go see me and say, I heard my dad say this. I heard my mom say this. I, when your children do not retain your voice, you are dead. Why do you think Satan comes after the family? To remove the voice of the father. To remove the voice and the impact of the mother. To remove them. What? So there'll be no echoing of a generation. Why do you think marriage is the hardest thing you'll ever do? Because it comes directly against the culture. And the enemy will attack that from every angle. All your weaknesses, all your strengths, he will target whatever you love. Can I get a witness with marriage is the hardest thing you'll ever do? My wife, my wife said, amen, not you. I'm easy peasy. I'm peach pie on a sunny day with ice cream on top. Whatever. You don't believe that. Let's finish this here. Matthew 22, 29. I didn't get it. Manuel, I hope you invite me back so that I can preach Elijah on the mountain. Oh, I'm not even gonna get there. I'm just laying. I'm just laying the. I'm just laying the, the platform for this that portion. Matthew 22. The Sadducees were asking Jesus because they didn't believe in the supernatural and they didn't believe in angels. They didn't believe in the resurrection. Okay. See, anytime somebody doesn't believe in something, they will try to come. They will try to corner you. That's what they try to do with Jesus. So they were saying, well, if, if a man got married and he died, and he had five brothers, the next brother and I would marry, this is, aren't you glad we didn't get into that tradition? We got married and lived on the phone, no, I ain't touching that. God's gonna have to help us with that. Thank God for the New Testament. Right? right? Especially when you look down the line, you go, ooh. What did my brother see? So they said, they knew under Jewish law, under, under the law, under the Torah, that the next brother in line took care of the wife, become the wife, and would have children to perpetuate the name, to grow the name. So when they got down to, to all five of them, listen to Jesus' answer. I know, I know he would have been thrown out of TV on our, on, our, uh, on our networks. And I know that, you know, he probably would have got thrown out and said, you're mean, that's wrong. How can you say that? Don't you care about the feelings? How dare you? Meaning, Christians don't do that. That's not Christ-like. Am I boring you? Because I know I bore them. Jesus says this to them. After, after that big old thing, because they wanted him to say, no, yes, there is a resurrection, and the first one will be there. And then they can say, there's no, they can argue with him. But listen to what Jesus says. Matthew 22, 29 says, Jesus answered and said to them, you are mistaken. That Greek that word, oh, you, you're wrong. Everybody say, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Oh, just do that. It won't hurt you. You're wrong. You don't know me, homie. That'll open a door. 
that I can't close. No, 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 I ain't going there. Because if you won't go to heaven with me, I ain't going to hell with you. Come on, I'm on a road. Everybody say I'm on a road. I'm following Jesus. Come on. I'm going. Okay, I feel better. I feel better. Frankly, I don't care. Because you're going to get on that road one way or another. Hey, you're going to go that Go. Go. And people say, that, that's mean. I want you to read your Bible. Paul's in prison. A dude that was with him. A dude. Everybody say a dude. See, some of you have dudes. Some of you have people that were dudes or people or left people with with, with uh, prestige in this ministry. They left. Oh, what do we do? Nothing. Adios. Amigo. Paul writes to Timothy and he says, Timothy, come quickly and bring John Mark and bring my books. Everybody say, bring my books. See, because when you, when somebody leaves you, you got to fill that void with the word of God. You got to get into God's word. You got to get into your books. You got to get into the knowledge of God. You got to get into, because it hurts when they leave. But when you understand, Paul says, Demas has left me. Why? Because the road Paul was walking was too tough. He was always in prison. He was always getting beat up. He was always, nothing ever turned out for Paul. So Demas says, you're going to get killed by Nero. I'm next. I'm out of here. He leaves. And you know what Paul says? Hey, Demas left me. Get over here real quick. Bring my books. Bring me a blanket. And then he says this, because Demas has loved this world more than eternal life. Second Timothy, find it, read it. So when people leave you, understand they love something you don't love. They want something you don't have. They need something you can't give them. And, and Jesus tells the disciples in that Latin, the Sadducees, he says, you are mistaken, planeo. Oh, what's a woman? I don't know. Is God okay with homosexuality? Some of our great musicians out there, Laura Dingle, if I may say, God's up there with the greatest platform. She gets up there and they ask her on Ellen DeGeneres' show, do you, is God okay with homosexuality? You don't have to ask me because I just, I don't know about those things. You'd have to ask my pastor, what? Because if you don't compromise, see, just because they're number one in the world don't mean they're number one in heaven. Being powerful in heaven does not mean you're powerful here on earth, influential. And Jesus tells them, you are planeo. Learn that word planeo. Planeo. I'm not even playing. I promise you the, 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 the trays are up. Seatbelts on. We're circling the airport. Lights are flashing. Put all your drinks away. And all your electronicals. Unplug them. Please turn them off. Place them on your seat. Unless they're cell phones or tablets, then you can use them. You're welcome. For your safety. That's for your safety. And Jesus uses the word planeo. Come on, say that. Planeo. Planeo. Come, it's an easy word. Kind of like Spanish. Planeo. In the Puerto Rican house, what's their, uh, their app, bananas? Planting. Planting. There you go. There you go. Watch this. Jesus says, you are planeo. That means, do you guys remember the story of Saul when he was looking for the donkeys and he was in the desert looking for all the donkeys, wandering, where are, where are my dad's donkeys? I got to find all these donkeys. That's that word in action. In other words, when the culture says men can have babies, and there's 50, 70, 80, 90 genders. What they're doing is they're making you get on a horse and ride into the desert looking for things that do not exist. So when, listen, so when you get to heaven, what Jesus was saying, no one will stand with their spouse before God. Everyone will stand before God with the white throne of judgment and receive what they've done in their body. That's why if my wife falls away, I'm 
keep going. If I follow it, she keeps going. Why? Because she stands before God. She stands before God. Oh, if I just marry a godly husband. No, 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 no. It get your faith in order. Get your stuff down. Because if nobody goes with me, I will still fall. Because no one can generate in me what God has put in my heart. Not bad. An hour, you'll be all okay. Yeah, hopefully soon we can come back and do kind of my mouth. But you understand the, the, the thought and the seedbed of this. Because there's a confrontation coming in our nation. Millions of views, whether it be on YouTube, whether it be on, it's now in the forefront. The LA Times has covered it. These are, these are big worldly, not godly papers. These are journalists that are interested in saying, wow, that's, there is something happening there. But let's say something happens in Azusa Pacific University. How many know that APU was compromised? How many know that? But do you think God's gonna leave that alone? What's good, listen, what's gonna happen when the power of God falls at APU and 30,000 students are looking for places of worship, looking for places where doctrine is preached, Christ is known, the message is straight, the marriages are strong, the family unit is there, the children are growing, everything is going in the right direction. I will be strong in doctrine so that I myself can flow in the outpouring of the Spirit and be used of God in the last of the last days. I'm gonna pray for you tonight. But this afternoon, it's, it's nighttime now, huh? So you know what? I bowed my knees to certain things. God revived my spirit again. I wanna climb a mountain. I wanna climb a mountain. I don't care what I've done yesterday. I'm looking forward. I wanna be part of the throwing down of Baal in this culture, in our area, in Jesus' name. If that's you, we're just gonna pray and then I'll turn the mic over. And next time I come, God will, I'll twist mandals over, prophesy over us, we'll pray for sin, we'll demonstrate ministry in that capacity. But listen, if you don't get your head right, your body will follow. Today is to get your head right. Shake the cobwebs out. Get rid of the compromise and say, God, forgive me. I'm coming to you. I call to you in Jesus' name. So I can't sing. Oh, that's a oh, soundtrack. <laughs> That's Aeon. <laughs> Here I go. I'm going to do that to you. If you would like prayer today, we just come pray to you. Just come to this altar. The only place your life can be altered. Say, Lord, I'm answering the call.